Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode may contain content not suitable for some audiences, including crimes against children, mentions of suicide, descriptions of a graphic nature, and adult language at times. Listener discretion is advised. Some of you may know Brooke Kinsella from her role as Kelly Taylor in the hit soap series EastEnders. The show has run since 1985 and is with more than 6,500 episodes, one of the most-watched soap operas in the United Kingdom. However, Brooke has become known for a totally different kind of reason, which began after a family tragedy in 2008. You are listening to True Crime Britain. Join me, Rhiannon, each Wednesday as I tell the solved and unsolved stories of some of the most disturbing, mysterious and heartbreaking crimes committed throughout the United Kingdom. Welcome to this week's episode. When Brooke was just four years old, her biological father left the family and she was raised by her mother Debbie and stepfather George, who Brooke always referred to as her real dad. George and Debbie eventually gave birth to Brooke's half-brother Ben on October the 27th, 1991. Ben grew up to be a young man full of life. He was described by his friends as a caring and funny person who was, quote, the life and soul of his class 
at Holloway School, a specialist sports college in Islington. Ben was a gifted straight-A student and showed talent in art with his creative mind. Just like his older sister, Ben also got involved in acting and appeared in ITV's police drama, The Bill. But, on his MySpace page, Ben wrote that creative art was his real passion, and he described himself as a, quote, graphic designer to be. Apparently, the teenager dreamed about playing football and taking it more seriously, but had given up when he had started to break bones. In addition, on a video clip, Ben characterised himself by saying, quote, Down to earth, easy going, get on with just about everyone. I'm a nice guy, not flash or a backstabber. Overall, by the age of 16, Ben Kinsella was a decent young man with high expectations in life. He had the potential to be and do whatever he wanted. And yet, Ben never got to live that life. Between 2006 and 2008, a total of 539 people were murdered with knives across England and Wales, with youth violence hitting its peak in 2008. In London alone, 28 young people were stabbed to death, six of them within a 24-hour period in July. Earlier that year, Ben Kinsella had been threatened with a knife whilst working at Zebedee's Cafe in Islington. The incident and the worrying numbers in statistics made the teenager increasingly worried about the trend of violence on the streets. As part of his English GCSE coursework, Ben wrote a letter to Prime Minister Gordon Brown urging him to stamp out knife crime. In the lengthy letter, which started with, quote, Youth violence hits deadly peak. When will it stop? Ben detailed possible solutions for the problem, suggesting curfews, youth clubs and parenting classes. Ben did not mince his words while accusing the Prime Minister of doing nothing, while violence was becoming, quote, part of our culture. He wrote, Problems like this will continue to grow unless change starts to happen. Society needs to see a difference before it's too late. Ben especially highlighted the issue caused by the lack of respect and trust between the parents and children. The teenager felt 
that because of the non-existent parent-child relationship skills, that parents were unable to keep their children off the streets. Ben added that it would be better to come up with things for the youth to spend their time with, so they wouldn't be hanging around looking for fights with innocent bystanders. The teenager believed that with the right tools, the community would see a staggering change in a short space of time. Ben ended the letter by writing, Let's not think about what it will lead to in the future. Let's think about how we can change this now. But sadly, the change Ben was hoping to achieve didn't come soon enough to save him. On the 29th of June, 2008, Ben and his friends were out celebrating the end of the GCSE exams at Shillybeer's Brasserie Bar on North Road, London. The teenagers were actually too young to be in the pub, but their parents had given them permission to have fun to mark the occasion as long as they didn't drink and they kept in contact throughout the night. And that's exactly what the boys did. Ben and his friends were having a great time, relaxing and laughing and making plans for the summer. It was a perfect evening until a fight broke out. It all started from a simple yet risky question. Quote, What are you looking at? Apparently, a man named Osman Ozdemir, who was sitting at a table in the courtyard, had looked in the direction of a 17-year-old boy called Alfie. In a blink of an eye, the two were almost at each other's throats, and bouncers had to separate the two groups who Osman and Alfie were with. As the teenager and his friend were escorted into the main bar, Osman's friend, 18-year-old Jade Braithwaite, was seen pointing at his waistband, indicating that he was carrying a knife. One witness later recalled Jade shouting, quote, Tell your boy, if he wants trouble, I've got my tool on me and it will open you up. Things appeared to calm down for a moment after the two groups were separated, but at closing time, as 2am approached, the argument resumed again. While the fight escalated, Ben and his friends exited the pub and headed towards the main road. Behind them, Osman and Jade were glassed and chased down the street by a crowd of teenagers. Shortly after, when Jade was alone, he called his friend, 20-year-old Michael Alini, and asked for his help to deal with, quote, a bit of beef. Michael, who lived less than a minute away, and another friend, 19-year-old Jures Kika met Jade and began to follow the first group of teenagers they saw. 
That group happened to be Ben Kinsella and his friends, who had had nothing to do with the confrontation. The boys soon noticed that they were being followed, and even though they tried to remain calm and not run, Ben's friends eventually fled, fearing what the three men were planning to do to them. Ben, however, did not. He knew he had done nothing wrong, so he chose to cross the road to distance himself instead of running away. Unfortunately, Jade, Michael and Jerez were out to make someone pay for the earlier disrespect, and it didn't matter to them who it was. Before he knew it, Ben was cornered between two white vans, while the 16-year-old pleaded, What are you coming over to me for? I haven't done anything. What happened next took only five seconds. During that time, Ben Kinsella was stabbed 11 times in his chest, back, shoulder and heart. The knife was plunged into the teenager's body with such force that one of his ribs had cracked. Ben's lung collapsed, his pulmonary artery was punctured and one of the wounds pierced the top of his heart. But still, the teenager managed to get up, emerging from behind the van and calling out for his friends before collapsing to the floor. Ben Kinsella was rushed to hospital, where he continued to fight for his life. But at 7.24am on the 29th of June 2008, Ben eventually lost his battle due to extreme blood loss, making him the 17th teenager to be killed in London that year. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Thanks to the many witnesses at the scene, It didn't take the police long to get the names and locations of the possible suspects. The two men had been seen entering Michael's father's apartment, but by the time the authorities raided the place, Michael and Jurez had fled elsewhere. They were eventually apprehended in Chadwell Heath 
while trying to escape through the rooftops of Michael's cousin's flat. Meanwhile, the ringleader, Jade, handed himself into the police almost immediately, although he initially claimed that he didn't know either Michael or Jurass. Later, Jade's story changed again, and he claimed he had witnessed Michael stabbing Benk in cellar, but Jade himself hadn't touched the knife. Ben's blood was only found on Michael's jeans and Duress's belt, and there was no forensic evidence linking Jade to the crime. But on the other hand, the investigators had also discovered some of Jade's clothes, which had been soaked in bleach. The murder weapon, or weapons, never were found, but the police didn't need those to prove the trio's guilt. During the investigation, the police recorded a conversation between the three while they were sitting in the back of a police van. On that tape, Jade can clearly be heard trying to bribe the others to say that he wasn't present at the time of the murder. Furthermore, Jade mentioned that a member of the Underworld gang that had once ruled North London, the Adams family, had pledged to hunt down Ben's killers. So the three were now, quote, marked men. Duress even said that he wanted to get a teardrop tattoo, straight up suggesting that he had just committed a murder. In addition, Michael can be heard on the tape assuring his friends that evidence linking them to the crime had been disposed of. As if that wasn't enough, Michael sent a letter to his cousin Kelly, who had informed the police that the men had confessed to her that they had killed Ben. In the letter that began with the words, quote, To Slag, a.k.a. Snitch, Michael threatened Kelly, saying that if they went to jail, she was going to get hurt. In the end, Michael, Jade and Duress all pleaded not guilty on October the 13th, 2008. The seven-week trial began six months later at the Old Bailey, during which Jade claimed that Ben had thrown a punch at him. But in reality, the 16-year-old had died in a completely unprovoked attack while trying to distance himself from a situation calmly. Absolutely nothing could justify the 11 stab wounds inflicted to Ben's body. On the 11th of June, 2009, the jury returned with a unanimous verdict. Guilty. The following day, Judge Brian Barker, QC, sentenced Jade Braithwaite, Michael Alini, and Jurass Kika, each to life imprisonment with a minimum term of 19 years. 
after the shocking loss of yet another promising teenager, Ben's family began campaigning against knife crime and started fighting for stronger sentences. Just after Ben's murder in 2008, Brooke Kinsella and her family joined hundreds of others to attend a protest march against London's knife and gun crime. A year later, on the 16th of June 2009, a 50-minute documentary entitled My Brother Ben, Brooke Kinsella's Story, was aired on BBC One. The documentary followed Brooke's journey of learning about the root causes of knife crime and introduced different methods used to rehabilitate young offenders. In addition, Brooke wrote a book about her experience and the family launched a website and a fund in Ben's memory. The Ben Kinsella Trust aims to educate young people on the dangers of knife crime through workshops designed to change people's attitudes and debunk the myth that carrying a knife will protect them. In 2010, Ben's family's efforts were finally awarded when Justice Secretary Jack Straw announced the so-called Ben's Law which affected sentences for murders committed with a knife. The minimum term rose from 15 years to 25 years. Ben's father said he hopes the change will make people think before they decide to carry a knife. In February 2011, the Kinsella Trust funded an anti-knife campaign in Birmingham's New Street Station. Throughout the two-day campaign, a performance was played to the public to raise awareness of the effects of knife crime. Brooke Kinsella was eventually awarded an MBE by Prince Charles for her campaign efforts in December 2011 continuing the same work that Ben himself had started just weeks before his death. While Brooke and her family were met with the unimaginable tragedy of losing Ben, they were also recently given a very special gift. On the 29th of June, 2022, Exactly 14 years to the day since Ben was murdered, Brooke and her husband, Simon Broadley, welcomed a baby boy to the world. Brooke later shared a picture of their baby on Instagram with a heartwarming message reading, Ben Ross Broadley, 29th of the 6th, 22 a perfect miracle given to us on a day when so much was taken away, named after the very best of men. He will do him so proud, I know it already. Thank you for listening to this week's episode 
and thank you for your kind messages of support, feedback, positive reviews, and of course, your patience. I really do appreciate it, and I love reading what you have to say. For transcripts, photos, credits, and resources relating to today's episode, please visit www.truecrimebritain.com. If you'd like to access things like ad-free, early release, and bonus episodes, I'd love you to consider supporting the show by joining me on Patreon, where you could get access to all that and even more rewards from just £1 a month. You can join now by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash True Crime Britain or see the episode description. Don't forget, you can also like, follow and or subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a future episode. There are some big cases coming up and I wouldn't want you to miss out. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and YouTube for regular case updates. Just search for True Crime Britain. If you're already supporting me on Patreon, you can find next week's episode already there waiting for you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and please stay safe. If you are affected by any of the content featured in today's episode, please see the show notes or visit www.truecrimebritain.com where you can find links to further support. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.